Hello, everyone, and welcome to the High Capacity Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Barbara Littles, and I'm your high capacity architect. And today, I have this woman here today. She is absolutely awesome. I have Tanya McNeil Weary here today. And today, ladies, we are going global. I know sometimes we think about our own backyard and we think about the country that we live in, but this woman has traveled around the world. And today, she is taking us global. And she's written a recent book, and we're going to find out about her book and what she has coming up. But let me tell you just a little bit about her. She certainly is an advocate for women empowerment. She is an international speaker. She's a trainer. She is the founder and managing director at IBS Consulting, her own firm. And you know what? She's one of those women that if it doesn't exist, then make it happen. She's the founder of the Michigan Association for Female Entrepreneurs. It didn't exist, so she made it happen. This is who we're talking to today. She currently, she is the president of the Northern USA India Business Council at Women's India Chamber of Commerce and Industry. And her motto, her tag is think global. Don't think small. We always tell you to think big. Well, today we're thinking global. So when we come back, the next voice that you're going to hear is Tanya McNeil Weary. She leads, she's powerful. She's strong, unforgettable. She knows what she's about and she's building from the inside out and she's a high capacity woman. Welcome to the High Capacity Woman Show with your host, Barbara M. Littles. Hello, Tanya. Hi, thank you so much for this opportunity to to be here speaking with you today. I am so glad to have you. You know, I remember meeting you through the MAFI, what we say is MAFI, the Women Association of Female Entrepreneurs. And you are such a giving person. You are such an advocate. There are a lot of people that say, you know, they're advocate for, advocates for women, but you really are an advocate for women. You push women, you advance women, you help women, you assist women. But one of the things that captivated my attention is this area and this thing about going global, where you were taking women global. You were just not talking about it. You were literally taking women global. So I'm so honored to have you here today to talk about how this ended up being your platform. Tell us about your background. Tell us a little bit about your journey in business and how you got to this place. Okay, great. Once again, thank you. So my journey, it actually didn't start here where I'm at today, of course. I was always an entrepreneur. I always wanted to be in control of my own destiny and be my own boss. And so I've been an entrepreneur for for a long time. Uh, The first business I got into was the insurance business. I had my own independent insurance agency that I ran for about seven, seven years leading up to the recession in 2008, I believe 2008, 2009. So what had happened during that time, I decided to go back because I saw that things were changing uh, in the industry and with the recession. I decided to go back for my MBA because I kind of wanted to have a backup plan. I didn't know what was going to happen with the business, if I was going to have to get back in the workforce. And I said, well, if I have to get back out and go to work, I want to be able to compete with an MBA and get paid my worth. And so I decided to go back for an MBA. 
And that is really where my journey started because an opportunity came up to go on a study abroad trip to China. It was part of the international business program at Wash College. Well, I wasn't an international business major, so I wasn't sure if I could even participate. But then I learned that I could. And so at the time, I was a finance major, but I was so intrigued for some reason to go on this study abroad trip to China. And so I went on this trip and it really just changed my life. It changed my view of how I saw the world. I realized that the world was so much bigger than what I saw just looking outside of my window and that there was all of these opportunities. And it was, I was just so amazed. And when I came back from that trip, from that program, that study abroad, I immediately changed my major from finance to international business. Did you really? Yes, I did. And that is really where the journey began. Began. It was at that moment I knew what my calling was. I knew what I, I wanted to do just from that one program and just learning about a different country because it wasn't just about the trip. It was a whole class that, that I had to take for that semester that was called Doing Business in China. And part of that class was the actual trip to China. And so it was just a really great experience learning about a different culture, learning about a different country and all of the opportunities because we were talking about doing business in China. And that's when I realized the wealth of opportunities that that was out there in the world that I didn't know about and you know until I went on that trip. Well, this is fabulous. And one of the reasons you said so much, but you know, it reminds me Tanya of the power of exposure as we're exposed to different things, our world enlarges. Your world enlarged, but the other thing that I think is very important ladies that she mentioned is the fact that not only did your world enlarge, but you came back and you executed. You came back and you said, okay, I need to change my major to international business. And you saw yourself in that moment in time in a different place. But I want to ask you, where did your love or your interest in entrepreneurship come from? I asked myself that same question because I didn't come from a family of entrepreneurs. I had one cousin who was an entrepreneur and he ran his own business in Chicago, my hometown where I'm from. So I really didn't come from that upbringing or that family that, you know, was entrepreneurs. My mom was never an entrepreneur. She always worked for someone. So I always ask myself where that came from. And I really think, and I talk about it a little bit in my book, and I really just think at the time, because I was young, it just sounded sexy. It just sounded <laughs> like the thing to do, like, oh, be an entrepreneur and be your own boss. It just sounded cute. <laughs> I love it. Look, you know, ladies, we love cute and sexy. We really do. And so we're going to get into the sexiness of entrepreneurship. Tell us about your journey as an entrepreneur. We know how you got started, how you got interested, and you actually took this global platform and you're beginning, it's beginning to shape in your mind and in your life. But tell us about your journey of entrepreneurship. You said you owned an insurance company, you owned it for about seven years. And what happened after that? You go to China, you get this exposure, you come back and you execute, you change your major, you execute. And this one moment in time has literally changed your life. It's changed your whole perspective. And what happens from there? Yes, absolutely. And so Once I came back from China and realized that I wanted to 
to pursue a new career. And I started doing a lot of research. I started researching the consulting industry, what it took to be an international business consultant, everything that just kind of went along with that. And because of the recession and because of the downturn of my insurance agency, I had moved my business home. So I had already started working from home with, with the insurance agency before finally closing the agency. So I was already working from home. So actually, when I started my company, IBS Global Consulting in 2009, I started out as a home-based business. I was already set up to work from home. So I started a global management consulting company right from the basement of my house. <laughs> listen, listen, ladies, now, this woman is bad in a good way. She is absolutely bad because you would think that you would start, who would start a consulting business, not just a consulting business, but a global consulting business. She said during the recession, number one, oh, there's a whole lot of gold in here during the recession. And she said, I started from home. Now, Miss Tanya, what gave you the idea that you could start this type of business from home? I actually, I really didn't know, but as I was doing my research and I started learning about different business models and I started reading case studies of other companies that was using a business model that was called a, a virtual business model. And I said, wow, a virtual business model, I can do that. And so I actually started my company as a virtual company, started from home and I built a team of consultants across the globe. So I had a team of about 22 consultants across four continents all around the world. And I had never met these consultants prior. This was all done thanks to technology, thanks to the internet, and thanks to social media that I was really able to build a global brand and position my company in such a way that it attracted other consultants who wanted to be a part of what I was building. So that was really awesome. And really, you know, that's one of my great, I guess, takeaways from, from my whole story is that, you know, building a company and building a brand that actually attracts the people that you want to be part of your, oh, your brand. Well, we definitely want to talk to you about that because so many entrepreneurs have a difficult time attracting the people that they actually want to be a part of what they're doing. So for you to be able to attract and these women from all over the world, literally, I love the fact that you talk about doing your research. So ladies, you know, when you're starting a business, any endeavor, do your research. You, you heard, I heard Tanya say twice, you know, I, I did my research and I found out, you know, what does it take to build a consulting business and what is my business model? Tell us, Tanya, why those things are important. Why was that important for you to know and how did you attract the women that you wanted? Yes. So research is, is definitely important. It's number one on the list because number one, I had no prior experience in consulting. I had not worked for a consulting company before. Most times when uh, someone starts a consulting firm on their own, they come from a big consulting firm and then they branch out and they go on their own. Well, I didn't have that. So I'm literally starting from scratch with the book knowledge that I have from my MBA studies. And that's all I had. So I really had to research and really learn 
all that I could about this industry if I was going to be successful. I needed to learn what worked, what didn't work for other companies. And so that's why I looked at those different case studies. I'm looking at different business models and I wanted a business model that was going to be sustainable because remember, I'm coming out of this recession and I had to shift gears because of the, the downturn in the business. So I wanted to create a company that was going to be sustainable. And so that was a lot of, of what went into my research as well. How do you build a sustainable company? And, and so that's really where that came from. And then my consulting team that I built, it was actually made up of men and women all around the world. And I attracted those people because again, I built my brand in such a way that although I was this small company working from my basement, you would not think that just looking at my brand and how I position my brand and the professionalism of everything that I put into my company. So it's really important to position your company the way you want people to see it. So that means having a nice professional website, having your logo, your brand colors, and all those things that represent you and your company. And I, I took the time and I invested in those things to build a brand that was going to be not only attractive for clients to do business with me, but also for other consultants to want to join as well. That is, listen, this is a masterclass. Now you just, <laughs> you just gave us a masterclass in five minutes and you know we want to know more. I listen to you, Tanya, and ladies, this is what I'm thinking. No excuses. I mean, you have torn down every excuse that we usually hear. No excuses. Most people say, well, you know, I don't have the prior experience. I didn't come from this particular background. She's saying this one is built as global brand, a global company with no background in consulting. So she didn't have a mom or dad or somebody that she went in on their coattail and nothing wrong with that if you have it, okay, in the industry. But she said, I didn't have that. And I didn't come from a consulting company where I worked for a large consulting company and now I'm going to open my own. Listen, this is something I was going to do. And so I set out to do it. Tell us, as you set out to build this brand, what is it that your consulting company does? What type of consulting do you do? Yes. So my company, IBS Global Consulting, specializes in helping primarily small to medium-sized companies expand internationally. So basically what I what, what I do is I help companies do exactly what I did, and that's take their brand and take their business global and explore business opportunities all around the world. Wow. Wow. It's amazing to me. Let me ask you, before you went to China... Had you traveled extensively globally? No, actually, when I lived in Chicago, where I was born and raised, I worked for an airline company as, I forget the title I had, but it was a like a sales, I worked in the sales center, you know, where you call and make your resume. I was a reservation agent, that's it. And so I had the benefit of traveling, but domestically working for the, for the airline. The only international travel that I had done prior to going to China was Jamaica with some girlfriends and went to Cancun and I had a trip to Montreal, uh, Canada, but that was to the extent of my, my international travel. So when the opportunity to go to China came up and I'm looking at the fact that, okay, it's a 15 hour nonstop flight. And I had never been on an airplane that long before. And I, I was scared, but just a little backstory about that. 
When I was studying for my undergrad, there was an opportunity to go to Japan as part of the marketing program, which I was a marketing major. And I passed on that opportunity because I was afraid. I didn't want to get on a flight for 16 hours. I was really afraid of the unknown. I had never been overseas before. And so I really regretted that decision not to go because what happened is when the newsletter came out for the school and they had the photos of the students that went on the trip, I said, oh, wow, I really missed a great opportunity. And I let my fears get in the way and I let my fears stop me. So that was really part of that motivation when that opportunity came around again for me to go to China. That's what really motivated me to push myself and to get past the fears and to just do it anyway. And yes, was I scared? I didn't know what to expect. They didn't know, you know, what I was going to experience, but I didn't let that fear stop me that second time around. Wow. Now, you know, we talk about all the time missed opportunities or things that we look back and say, you know what, I wish I had done that differently. I wish I had taken that opportunity. But what is so powerful is that, Tanya, sometimes people stay stagnant in that place. They had that missed opportunity and they say, oh, I missed it. And they go on and live their everyday life. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. However, ladies, I want you to hear that she made a decision early on, missed the opportunity. But when that, oh, that door was presented the second time, she said, I'm not going to miss this opportunity. But what is so awesome about that is not only did you not miss the opportunity, you actually leveraged that opportunity and came back, changed your major built a company and a brand that is now global and helping other people to do what you've done. That is absolutely key. Absolutely key. Tell us how you, how much you love what you're doing. What do you love about what you're doing? I am very passionate about my work. I think what I love most is that every day I'm presented with new opportunities, new challenges. I'm learning about new companies and new industries because my company works with small businesses all around the world. I'm always meeting new people, learning about these new technologies and new products and just learning how creative people are and having the opportunity to work with these creative minds and helping them to expand their creativity across across the globe is is truly exciting. And I truly love, love, love what I do. But one of the things that I I noticed, and I want to transition a bit, I don't, I don't know what you have, you know, what other questions, but one one of the things I noticed in international business and being a woman and being an African-American woman, I noticed that there was a lack of women in international business. So every time I would travel to these international trade fairs or whenever I would go and be part of a trade delegation or trade mission, I'm usually the only woman and most times I'm the only African-American. And I always wonder why that was. And so you mentioned in your introduction that I'm the founder of Michigan Association for Female Entrepreneurs. And even through that network, there was not a lot of women entrepreneurs who was doing business at a global scale. And so what I did, I said, because I was really thinking about, well, why is it? Why is it not more women doing international business? And I thought about my journey and my experience and the fact that it took me having exposure to a new market for me to get interested. That's when I started the delegations and started taking women around the world because I was thinking, well, maybe if they have that same exposure that I had 
that they too would be interested in taking their business global once being able to see those opportunities firsthand. You, you know what I love? And I was going to ask you about, Matthew, because you, you said you grew up in Chicago and I know you ended up in Michigan. One of the things that I notice about you is that you have a wonderful ability to see where there is a need in the marketplace. And you look around and if it's not there, you just make it happen. I, I call you the make it happen lady, okay? You just really make it happen because the way I understand you started MAFI, the Michigan Association of Female Entrepreneurs, is because you moved to Michigan and there wasn't an organization like that. Absolutely. And so when I moved to Detroit and not knowing anyone and being in a new city and looking and, and starting a business, it was a challenge. And so it, there are some great organizations in Michigan and in the Detroit area. But what I noticed is that there were not a lot of organizations that focused on women who were just starting out like myself. And so I said, there has to be other women like myself who are aspiring entrepreneurs, don't really know which way to go. And maybe I can build this support system. And that's really how it all started. It's just really meant to be a support group for aspiring and new female entrepreneurs. And it just blossomed into a, a wonderful organization that's now in the 17th year, I believe. <laughs> wow. So ladies, if you're listening and you're in Michigan, okay, even if you're not, I, you know what? I moved from Michigan to West Virginia and I'm a member and I didn't realize that the organization existed. And, and when I left Michigan, I'm in West Virginia now, I said, you know what? I still do business in Michigan. I'm going to join the group. And I'm telling you, Tanya, it has been such a life-giving group, but a lot of that is because of the leadership, because of you, and because it does really reflect who you are. And I think, ladies, if you are looking for a place where organization that you want to join where women support women in business locally and globally, that the Michigan Association of Female Entrepreneurs is absolutely for you. And so this idea, Tanya, that women uh, could go global, women could actually do international business and seeing that toll there basically in the market, you decide to do something about it, recognizing that your interest came from exposure. I absolutely love it. When I hear you say that, I see a hand that reach, that's reaching back. and say, you know, I got interested in this because I had an opportunity and I was exposed. Now let me expose other women. You mentioned the, that you have a delegation that you've taken several places. Tell us about that. Yes. And so the first delegation was to the UAE, Dubai, and I organized the delegation around a major conference to give women a greater opportunity for networking and to make global connections. So I always organized around a major conference. And there was this major women's uh, leadership conference that was taking place in Dubai. And I used that as the platform to build a delegation around. But in addition to the conference. I also organized meetings with the local embassy, with the local chambers of commerce, with local women groups and organizations, because my goal there was to really let these women hear 
firsthand about number one, the business opportunities in the country, and number two, hear from other women entrepreneurs just like them who were doing business. And so it was a really great experience, a really a great learning experience in that you learn no matter how far apart our worlds are as women, we all experience the same challenges. And so to hear from other women from a whole different culture than ours experience some of those challenges and how they overcame, it was just a great experience. So the delegation program is one week and it's one week of attending a, maybe a two-day conference and then the rest of the week is attending meetings and networking events, um, learning about business opportunities. And so the first one was to Dubai. The second, and that was in 2018. The second delegation was to Bangkok, Thailand in 2019. I also took a small delegation to Hong Kong in 2019 in December. And then right before COVID, I took my last delegation was to Cairo, Egypt in 2020 in March. And we literally got back just in time before the shutdown. So normally this time of year, around now, around the 1st of March, because it's International Women's Day, it's March 8th, and we have National Women's History Month. So usually around March is when the delegations take place because there are so many conferences that take place all over the world. So it's easy to find a conference that I can build a delegation around and partner with. This is the first year that the delegation has not taken place. And again, that's because of COVID. Wow. Listen, and ladies, every single place that she mentioned is on my list to go to. I was like, what? Okay. But, you know, that is absolutely, when I hear you, I hear growth. I want to ask you, what has been the biggest challenge in your business? The biggest challenge in my business, again, being a woman, being a, a woman of color, is really being taken seriously. A lot of my work and a lot of what I do, I'm working with men. I'm working with Caucasian men. I'm working with men from different cultures. I may be working in cultures where women don't have as much power or not seen as an entrepreneur, businesswoman. So it's really being taken serious as a, a woman doing global business around the world. And I share a lot about those experiences in my book as well. Wonderful. So I do want to take time to talk about your book, but I want to ask you about this. You're being the president of the Northern USA India Business Council. Tell me about that. And how did that happen? Yeah. So so yes, I'm the. I was actually uh, appointed. I was the, the the opportunity came about, and I was appointed president of the Northern USA India Business Council, which is part of the Women's India Chamber of Commerce and Industry. And that is another one of my key lessons learned is that when you open your mind, and that's really where it starts, it's having that open mind. When you open your mind to new cultures and new places and new people, you just never know what opportunities will come from that. And through my travels, I have met some phenomenal people, phenomenal women all over the world. And meeting this phenomenal woman, uh, Dr. Herbeen, uh, who actually is the founder and president of the Women's India Chamber of Commerce and Industry. She saw what I was doing. She saw my work and she believed in me and she thought of me uh, for that position. And so again, it's all about opening your mind and opening yourself up to meet new people and to expose yourself to new opportunities 
And to let people know what it is you do and let them see your passion. And she saw my passion for my work and saw what I did. And she, she truly believed in me and offered me that wonderful opportunity. That is wonderful. Now, ladies, I want to talk about Tanya's new book. It just was released recently, Women Going Global. And I want you to tell us about your book. Tell us how we can actually get the book. We're going to tell you now, and ladies, and we will tell you at the end, and the information will also be in the show notes. But tell us about Women Going Global, your book. Yes. And so Women Going Global, real life stories of women entrepreneurs doing business across borders. That idea came about a couple years ago, actually, because again, as I started to expand my network and meet women all over the world, I was actually meeting more and more women who were like myself doing international business. And then I'm learning that they also had experienced challenges, but they had gotten over those those challenges and they are running successful companies. And so I thought it would be great to share these stories in a book so that other women can read about these women and, and the challenges that they that they went through, but more importantly, how they overcame those challenges, how they did not let those things stop them from pursuing their dream. And so I'm hoping that the book truly inspires other women, um, whether you're looking to go global or maybe you're just looking to start a business. Um, there's going to be challenges along the way. I like to be very honest and transparent. It was not a smooth road. There was a lot of bumps in the roads, a lot of detours and things like that. But what I'm hoping that women get from the book is to know that anything is possible if you really set your mind to it and, and don't give up on your dream. Don't give up on your passion. Pursue that path, whatever it leads you, just trust in it, just trust in the journey. And, and I think that's what the book is about. Wow. Ladies, I want every single one of you to go and to get Tanya's book. Tanya, tell us where the book is. Uh, yes, so that you can actually purchase the book on Amazon. So you can go right to Amazon. You can type in my name, Tanya McNeil Weary, or Women Going Global. And I also have a website that you can go to as well for maybe quick, quicker access. And that is www.womengoingglobalbook.com. This is just so wonderful. And at the time of this podcast, you will also see it on my page. It'll be posted on my page, the link. So you can go there. There's a number of places you can go, but you need to get this book. You need to get this book so that you can see and it can inspire you to see that, yes, there are obstacles in business. There are obstacles, whether you're, you're starting a business in your backyard or you're going global, but that you can overcome those obstacles. And I know this, that when we look at other people and we, when we see that they did it, because we're not talking about just one woman. How many women are in your book, Tanya? Uh, there's 13 other women and myself. So there's a total of 14 stories, 14 stories. Okay. So look, you could get up and you could read a story every week, every day, and then start over again, but make sure you get that book. Ladies, I want you to refresh your coffee, your latte and your tea. Cause when we come back, we're going to take notes as Tanya talks to us about her biggest wins or knowledge in business. So Tanya, give us 
ladies today, if you were to give us a few pointers or things that you would think about that women need to know, whether they're starting out in business or whether they're seasoned, what would they be? If you truly want something to happen, you really have to step outside of your comfort zone. Nothing happens inside the comfort zone. So I always like to say you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable if you really want to see some real results, if you want to see some change in your business and your personal life, whatever it is, you have to step outside of that comfort zone and get comfortable being uncomfortable. Wow. Wow. What would you say to women or advice would you give to women outside my comfort zone? I'm ready to get outside my comfort zone. What are some of the things that you would say to them if they're starting out a business in terms of things that they perhaps need to do? I think one of the key things is to align yourself with like-minded individuals. You have to surround yourself with people who have goals just like you and they have a, a vision because if you're around people that's just negative and no, you can't do that, that'll never happen, then that's going to be embedded in your mindset and that's going to really impact the way you start to think. And I went through a phase of that as well. And so you really need to align yourself around positive people, like-minded people who share the same visions as you, the same goals. They're looking to achieve something just like you and surround yourself with those people. And what would you say is, has been one of your biggest sacrifices in your business or for your business? (sighs) Time, (laughs) definitely time. Because when I started my business, my daughter was younger and I'm also married. And so, you know, running a business, any kind of business, it just takes a lot of time away from you, your personal time. But then when you look at running a global business, when you have no concept of time or time zones and you're up at 10 o'clock at night because it's 10 o'clock in the morning in China and you're having meetings in the wee hours of the night and your husband wondering, hey, what's going on? (laughs) Um, And then, you know, of course, traveling a lot. So just that that has been the greatest sacrifice. But now my daughter is older and she's she's on her own and. A lot of my travel, actually, my husband does with me now. And so we make it work. And it's just a great, a great experience. Wow. You know, that is absolutely awesome. Because ladies, I know a lot of times we say, you know, I'm not going to do that because I have children or because I have a husband. And it is a lot. It is a lot. So tell us, though, as a woman, how did you make that all work? I know because really, and especially with a global business, because we do know that time zones are different. Like you said, 12 hour difference, you know, eight hour difference. How did you make that work? You know, being a mother and being a wife. Yeah, you have to be adaptable. You have to be flexible. And, you know, no industry, you know, is is the same. And everyone's, depending on the business, will definitely be different. But it's those things that if that's something that you really want to do, you have to make those sacrifices. Um, The reward at the end is certainly, it's better, you know, it's greater. But just being flexible, adaptable. And I think really, I want to give credit to my husband because he is so 
understanding and he truly supports my vision and my mission. And so there was never really a conflict or issue with me working. He actually supports my work and he championed my work. He's one of my biggest supporters. And so I want to give that credit to him as well. And my daughter, you know, she just loves looking up to her mother and seeing her mother do something that she truly enjoys. And it's inspired her to be an entrepreneur. And now my daughter actually runs her own company and she's embedding that because I'm not, now I'm telling my age because I have two granddaughters and now she's teaching that to her kids. And so really, that's just really how it works. You incorporate your family in your business. You get your kids involved in the business and you expose them to entrepreneurship and what all that means. And so that's really how it worked for me. I love that. Absolutely love it because what you have just described, what she's just described, ladies, is legacy. So this is so much, it's about more than just us. It's about the world in this case, and it's about your children and your children's children. Tanya, thank you so much for being with us today and taking time out your busy schedule in the middle of your book launch. Again, I want you to give people your social media handles. How can they get in touch with you? How can they connect with you? And definitely again, how they can buy your book, Women Going Global. Yes, absolutely. So they can definitely connect with me through my blog, which is Think Global with Tanya McNeil Weary. And the website is www.tanyamcnealweary.com. They can also um, check out my company's website and learn more about my business at ibsglobalconsulting.com. And I am on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And so they can find me at Tanya McNeil Weary on all of those channels. I also want to announce that I will be launching this spring my Think Global Training Academy. Due to COVID, it will be launching online. So this is a unique opportunity for women around the world who want to explore international business to take online courses, online master classes on doing business globally. My first master class, which is launching this spring, is Women Going Global Master Class, which is going to be a three-day online training program. So you can find out more about that as well through my website, tanyamcnealweary.com. I'm also launching thinkglobaltrainingacademy.com where you can sign up. Wow. Ladies, there is no excuse. In fact, I was getting ready to say to Tanya, Tanya, you need to do some masterclasses. Hello. (laughs) The woman that she is, she's way ahead of me. She's already, she has her academy coming out. So ladies, we will make sure that we put all of that information that she just gave you, if you missed it, we'll put all of it in the show notes. But I want you to go back and listen. Sometimes we listen to something and then we we need to go back and hear it again because you'll find that you've missed some things. Tanya, we wish you the very best. We thank you for being a high capacity woman. You have shown us how to do it. You are showing us how to do it. And we certainly do appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Barbara. Thank you. She leads, she's powerful, she's strong, unforgettable, she knows what she's about and she's building from